Okay, welcome back to Sales is Not a Dirty Word, where we help you stop feeling weird about sales so that you can help more people. And today we have Joanna. Oh my God, I didn't ask you how to say your last name. <laughs> Jamwowski. Jamwowski. Joanna's Jamwowski. And she is a business and life coach for women. Welcome, Joanna. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Wonderful. I'm so excited to have you on the show because you do really cool stuff <laughs> and you're going through a little bit of a transition. If you can tell us a bit about it, just so the listeners have a background. Yeah. So I started off as a life coach. Um, I started working with Tony Robbins. I really loved the type of work that he did. And so I went and I got my NLP certification and basically started coaching. I had a, uh, struggle with trying to explain what it is that I did. And I refound my love for photography. And I found this portrait photographer that essentially did the same thing, except with her camera, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. And so I started uh, training with her and I learned how to basically do an entire coaching session with my camera as a women's portrait photography shoot. And the beauty uh, about it is, uh, the beautiful thing about it is that you don't even have to really talk through it. But what's happening is we're doing the actual coaching and doing the transformation through the body. And so I have developed different programs for this, but it's still a bit of a struggle for me to explain exactly what it is to people and for them to understand. I love the portrait photography aspect because it gives a visual to the, t uh, to the type of coaching that I do. Um, but I also do business coaching. I've worked with photographers in the past. I've helped them to build up their, their business and really to boost their confidence. And so the point that I'm at now in bringing it all together is I've kind of gotten clarity on, I help women overcome imposter syndrome and really reconnect them back to their truth, back to who they are, and to help them to empower themselves in any situation. Um, so now it's a matter of putting that all together, translating it into the right offer and really starting to market it to the right people. So I haven't, I think it's going to be women entrepreneurs, but I'm still trying to figure out who exactly is the right person for this type of a program. Okay. So it sounds so cool. Is there anyone else who does anything like this? I've noticed that there's more and more photographers that are starting to work coaching into their business, but I wouldn't say that there's really anyone that does it like me because of the uh, type of certification and background that I have with working with Tony Robbins and also neurolinguistic programming. So mm -hmm. unless you've actually studied um, deeper into the psychology and how to create lasting change, um, it's not quite the same. So I would say that's kind of where my, I guess you can say competitive advantages, um, or where I can really help make a deeper, more profound impact on the work. Yeah. So it actually kind of sounds like you're more of a mindset coach. Yes. yes. Um, mindset through photography. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. a there's added bonuses to that. Like you said, um, your other certifications and NLP work. Um, but that is the unique aspect of it is you, as you do mindset through, I mean, I know that it's like more than that, but I think that that's enough to pique curiosity. I would be yeah. curious about that. Yeah. I always say I'm, I'm a coach that uses photography as a tool versus being a photographer that, that coaches. 
there's there's a difference in it so it's it's really yeah i would say it, it go, goes down to the mindset first and then the photo sessions are just a bonus that the, i don't even have to do those okay so when you're doing the photo sessions like so you don't have to do those but you're gonna do those right yeah so with the photo sessions i i tend not to do too many one-on-one -on -one because that's not something that i can really scale Okay. So I've created a women's retreat out of it and it's a three day retreat. Um, and the first day is all about mindset and coaching and really getting down into the deeper work. The second day is where we have like a, a studio play day where we do the actual photo shoots. And then the third day is where we integrate it all together. And I kind of do a reveal of their photos as well. So it's, that's, that's the way that it, it would all come together. That's the ideal uh, type of program for me to sell. Uh, versus doing one-on-ones because one-on-ones I'm going to be really limited on how many people I can take on If you do the photography part, but you can do mindset coaching one-on-ones without photography uh, I can um, I am also looking at doing that more in terms of a group model as well um, But I do like if someone wanted to work one-on-one -on -one with me. I would prefer to do that at a Limited and a higher price point Right, of course. Yeah um, Okay so have you created any of these offers yet? Uh, I, yeah, in terms of like the, the program and what I'm selling, yes. So and I kind of have, point, right. yeah, um, I have like uh, three things. So uh, the, at the very basis is a membership that I run and that's mainly for women entrepreneurs and that's my lowest price point. And um, I, I launched it in November um, and then I, I'm still trying to work out the kinks with it in terms of how it would really be the best program for me to continue to promote. My goal is to scale that membership to about 400 members or so. So that way um, it pretty much becomes a million dollar business on its own. Yeah. And then from there, I can upsell them into working into my signature program, which is the, it's a, uh, a three month, mindset program and that's where we really do dive deep down into what are the core issues how do we transform them and then how do we get you to create an empowering future and elevate that to the next level and then the third thing would be the retreat where that's where i can combine it with the photo shoot and turn it into a live experience and so i can take all of those three things put them together into like a year-long program and so it can either be done individually or it can be done all together Okay. And the membership, does it, is there like a website with like courses or what's included with the membership? The membership is mainly having a coach on retainer anytime you need. So there's a Facebook group in there where you can post and get help from me basically anytime you need uh, on a daily basis. Then the, uh, we have three calls a month. One is a life coaching call. One is a business coaching call. And then one is a masterclass where either I teach something or I bring on an expert to teach something. Mm -hmm. And so initially it started out strong, but then uh, less and less people started showing up for the calls. And so that's why I didn't want to start promoting it even more and scaling it yet until I ha really have the model like figured out really well. Um, but essentially it's not meant to be a place where you go and get overloaded with information. It's really a place you go to get the transformation that you need at the time that you need. So that way, if you're working on your business and something happens and you need help, you can go in the group and I'm right there to coach you through it or come on the calls and we work directly on the calls. 
So I do record all of the calls and they're stored in the membership site so people can access them. Um, and I give access for like the last uh, three months of calls. Um, unless you become an annual member, then you get access to everything. So that's, that's kind of what the way I built it out right now. Um, and like I said, my goal is to scale that and really to get people into the signature program. Okay. So, um, did you find out why people weren't showing up to the calls? Were you able to ask them like, what are you not getting what you need? Um, I didn't find out directly. Uh, I know some of them, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a direct fit. Some of them, it was scheduling problems. Some were still working full time. Others were so successful. They just didn't even have time to come onto a call or listen to any of the recordings. So they were not necessarily the right fit. Um, and that's another thing I have to develop is who is the ideal client for this membership. Um, and do they need to come onto the calls all the time? Or maybe it is just like a, uh, having a coach on retainer where you just come in whenever you need, but you just pay that retainer every month and maybe you show up, maybe you don't. So that's, that's what I'm still trying to figure out is what, what is the best way to present that? Okay. So are there like, um, when you do a, an NLP session, is there like, a kind of structure to it that could apply on a basic level, kind of like a meditation would. I'm not as familiar with NLP. I'm sorry. Um, yes and no. So uh, I am looking at creating a foundation course for the membership and then essentially selling it through that foundation course. So, okay, here's the problem. You, when you join the membership, you get this course to take you through these foundational steps. And then as you go along, you have the coaching calls to support you along the way for however long you need. Some people just continue to stay in the group and, and are very active. Others, like I said, just show up every once in a while until it kind of dies off and then they leave the group. Um, so I have, in, in essence, kind of put together like a signature foundational type of uh, structure to it. And... I definitely have it for the signature course. And now I'm looking at putting together like some sort of a lighter version of it for the membership. Yeah. Cause I'm wondering, you know, it's good to have a way to get people in and familiar with you and build a relationship um, and, and trust you and know that you, you know what you're talking about. So if there was a way to have like, I don't know, one of an NLP session, like I'm thinking, a meditation. I don't know if that's the wrong word, but like you would have a meditation that basically just gets them in a mindset that's sort of overcoming the imposter syndrome where they're like, you know, you kind of work through their subconscious and, and empower them to feel, feel good that day. Like do this before you start your day kind of thing that you can offer for, for free, even just to get them on your email list. And then they want more because you have little meditation segments that are um, you know, for different stages of, of your mindset that you need to overcome. And then there's like, they would have to pay for those. Um, and then you could do your coaching in addition to that, if they wanted to upsell into that. And then there's like the bigger program that ends with a retreat that has the photography with it, which would be awesome. I feel like most people would be like, what? And at the end of this big thing, you get this retreat and then you get photography that you can use for your business or your personal life. Not to mention, it's basically like an empowering session all in itself. Um, people can like not have the retreat as part of it, 
like if, and, and I think the cost would be lower because I don't want people not to do it because they can't attend those dates or they're not interested in meeting a bunch of people like them or whatever. Cause you know, some people just get worried about that. Um, so you could have like, you could have the ability to remove that, but I would just sell it together and not say anything until they mention it. And then the last, it would be like upgrading to one-on-one -on -one coaching. I think, how does that yeah. sound? Does that sound like an, a ladder that resonates with you or that you feel like it represents you well and is a good introduction to the relationship with you? Yeah, I think that's, that's very similar to kind of what I, uh, have already, have already been thinking about. So, um, in terms of a lead magnet, uh, one thing that I already drafted was like, um, the seven power questions to overcome imposter syndrome when it's happening. And so I'm creating the PDF for that now. So that way it's something simple that they can just like work through in a couple of minutes when anytime it's, it's occurring. And then what I was thinking was upselling a video masterclass that takes that even further, um, right at the opt-in level. Um, so that was one option, or instead of upselling a masterclass, just saying, well, you can join the membership that goes into this foundational course, and then also has the, co the group coaching there to support you. And so then they get into the membership and it goes on, on a monthly uh, level. Um, but I haven't gone into, I haven't thought about going directly into selling coaching. I, what, I, I, what I've tried in the past was um, on the thank you page, like trying to book a call, and I've never had anyone book a call. Um, and so that's why I'm thinking there probably needs to be some intermediate level there first, because I don't know if people are just like not wanting to book calls anymore, or if there's something just wrong with the way that I'm presenting it, or there's obviously a gap there that's not being filled. What, and so like, what did they sign up for? Uh, what the previous lead magnet that I had was essentially, um, how to, how to transform fear and self-sabotage. So it, it, it was enough to get their attention, but it wasn't like juicy enough to actually like provide real value for them. And then, um, what I created with that was like a couple of, uh, soul mantras and, and I call them soul mantras because they're what, what really is going on underneath the surface. And when you repeat these things to yourself, it kind of calms the brain and the mind and gets you back into your body and, and into your heart. So there, it was, like I said, it was okay. Yeah. But it wasn't anything that was like, yeah, this, this wants me to sign up for something with you. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably kind of, I don't know the exact sequence, but it seems very soon to book a call when they haven't read the PDF yet. But in, in the case of mindset, like I know someone who's a fantastic, a very successful mindset coach, and she has an audio um, I wonder if you could provide the PDF, but also have an audio file that walks them through the questions and gives examples of answers to help guide them. I was, yeah, I was thinking of recording a video with it. Um, and so audio file, cause people listen in the car or while they're working out or while they're like mowing the lawn or people really like to listen while they're doing something. Okay. Okay. I hadn't, I hadn't, didn't think of that. So yeah, I can do that. Like multiple options. So like, however you want to consume it, because I think, and I mean, video is great, but when I think about mindset, it's kind of like with you and yourself. So it feels like video would distract me from being like in my head and working through things. Okay. Like I feel like yeah. meditations are never videos. You know what I mean? They're always like audios. 
Okay. But it's it, meditation. So correct me if I'm wrong. Like, for sure. No, I mean, it, it, and that's the thing. Like, if, uh, one of the core foundations of NLP is everyone has, like, their core modality. So there's visual, audio, kinesthetic. And so I'm a visual. So I always think in photo and video, obviously photography. Um, so it never even occurred to me to just do an audio unless it was like an audio meditation type of thing. So I can, I could probably combine some, both of those and do, do an audio version of, okay, if you want to take this to the next step and then close it off with a simple meditation or visual, um, guided visualization that I put together for it. Perfect. Like a combination. So I think, you know, when people want to work with you is when they can get an immediate result. So like this mindset coach that I'm talking about, she does, she's really specific to law of attraction. So she has, um, it's actually an hour, which is a, is a lot. It doesn't need to be an hour. Um, but she talks through the different laws of attraction so that afterwards, like your mindset's really kind of shifted and you're looking at things a little differently and you're being more positive. And she gives examples of other people and how they did this and what they experienced as a result, which is also really powerful, which you should totally include if you can, because it's one thing to say that you did it for yourself, but it's a lot harder to replicate that for other people. So if I think that they can, listen to this or watch this and immediately feel better, they're going to want more. And you can kind of build upon that with things that, that get even deeper and deeper. I, the masterclass sounds like a great idea. Um, and then maybe they can do the membership, which would you put, feel comfortable putting the masterclass in the membership? Like it's just masterclass plus coaching. Um, so the, the membership, my target, price point for that is 197 a month. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if the per month would um, kind of turn people away from from trying it. I was thinking of doing like a either a one dollar $1 trial for the first month, or maybe doing the first month for 25 or $50 or something like that. But I'm, th I'm thinking that maybe some people just want to try something out first before they commit to something that's ongoing monthly, even though they can cancel it at any time. There's no, no commitment to it, but I think in their mind, they might think, Oh, well, this is monthly and I don't want to sign up for anything that's monthly. So that's why I was thinking do a masterclass first. And then maybe when they purchase the masterclass, then upsell them on, Hey, do you want to get coaching with this too? Here's the membership. But I don't know if that's necessary. So I, think I, I was just a really cool idea. I think that they probably would want something more specific. So the masterclass will focus on imposter syndrome specifically, right? Well, the lead magnet already does that. So based on the conversation that we just had, I, what I'll do is I'll take those seven questions and I'll actually walk them through it as if I was coaching them. And then I'll do that final visualization at the end. So that will be free on, on the thank you page. And then what I can do is I can figure out a way to uh, create a masterclass that goes even deeper on a deeper level. Um, so if you want to take this even further or something else, what's that on imposter syndrome or something else on imposter syndrome. Okay. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. So the masterclass, like you just really help them get over this imposter syndrome and then the coaching, I think you can sell it as the rest of the stuff that you do because once they've already seen what you can do for them in getting their mindset, right. Then you can talk about like the business side of it, I think. But um, I, I feel like imposter syndrome is such a crippling issue that so many people have a problem with. Yeah. Uh, 
that's definitely the more powerful thing to lead with over business because there's so many business coaches and it's really hard to distinguish yourself. And once they've done the masterclass and overcome the imposter syndrome, they will definitely have faith, more, more trust with you that you can address the business side. So are you building an email list right now? I am. Um, so I still have that original lead magnet running. And ironically, I've actually gotten a couple of opt-ins into it and I'm not, I have not been promoting it. So like, I, I, obviously there's still, people are finding some interest in it still. So when I create this one, I think it'll be even better. Um, I'm not going to take the other one down just yet. Um, yeah. Or maybe I won't at all. Maybe I'll just leave it up. But um, my goal is to promote this new one um, even more so and including to the people that are already on the list because that's another thing that I have not been good at is I allowed the list to kind of drop off. I have not stayed in touch with them. I do have a nurture sequence in place for the first, I think it's uh, seven or eight days. So that way it nurtures them and tries to get them to book that call. But again, I've never had a call booked. So that's why I think going this route with having selling the masterclass and then selling them into the membership might be an easier way to go because then they feel like they're in control versus booking a call to get sold to. Well, also, I mean, you're getting them a result and it's less on your time. Once you create yes. it, it's done. So I think you can re-engage with these people once you have this, um, this, this audio to overcome the imposter syndrome and the video and then the masterclass. Um, you can sell to them, but I would reach out to them and say like, I'm so sorry for everything. Like I, like that's the subject line. Like I will be here for you. And I think that, you know, I, I don't know if you signed up for my daily emails, but I tried to send daily sales tips that help them. That's just value, but it's selling it in the way that like you're an expert and you actually know what you're talking about and it's helpful. So I feel like there are a ton of tips that you could offer on all of these subjects. I don't know if you want to like, and it, and it keeps you in front of them every day. So I don't know if, if you would be, cause, cause you're going to upsell them via email. Like once they get that lead magnet, then you're going to upsell them to the masterclass and then you're going to try to upsell them to the coaching. Um, and there needs to be like sequences for those, but like, what would you think about like just short, short daily emails that offer something? I love that idea. So, but the thing is, is that where I've always run into like a roadblock is I'm not very good at content creation. That's not to say I can't do it. It's just, I work much better if someone were to prompt me and say, okay, well, what about this? And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I can go and create it versus me starting from the beginning and trying to figure out, well, what do they need? Um, that's where I get stuck and that's, you know, that's, that's where I haven't really been good at promoting myself and getting people onto my list. But I, I love the idea of short and sweet. That's actually the way I sell my coaching is that, listen, we're so bombarded with everything right now. And there's so much information. That's not what you need. You just need those quick little bursts of transformation. I'm not here to take up your time. I'm here to get it for you as fast as possible. So the shorter, the better. So I'm totally into that, that aspect of it. Well, there are definitely some tricks. Like you could just, you know, some of the emails could just source some of your best, your favorite quotes from people. Just like one quote that, you know, really jazzes you up for the day. And, you know, you can, a lot of the content can be taken from your current clients and your memberships. So somebody will present a problem to you and you can say, that that's a content for an email, you know, like I remember I, I do that with mine. Like one of my clients, he is unlearning all of his, his script training, you know, and it's like, 
being able to see that sales calls can really actually be fun. It's not, it's not like this um, thing you dread that, that's like awful. It's like talking to a person and getting to know them, which is fun. And then finding out what they do, which is always cool and interesting. And then, you know, finding out what you can do together. So like I was able to make an email out of that, like a short one. Um, so that can really help with content too. Um, and then, I mean, it sounds like you have, like, you have these seven questions. I don't know if you have something else like that, but you know, that can be seven emails. Obviously you're giving that away in the, in the one thing, but, um, maybe you could dive a little deeper in the email through that. Um, and I don't know if there are other systems that you kind of have like that, that help walk people through having realizations. Are there? Um, I haven't gotten really that far yet in terms of breaking it down. I just, um, what happens to me is like every single day I think, Oh my goodness, I have to post something on social media today, or I have to, you know, just put something out there and I just get stuck. And so like, I've even gotten to this point in the last few months where I haven't even touched my social media at all because I'm just so frustrated with it because the algorithm is not working. People aren't in engaging and I have no idea what to say because I don't know what's going to make them engage. And so I just got frustrated with it. Um, so I'm still, I feel like I'm still at those beginning baby steps yeah. and trying to figure that out before I ever dive into the content. I do my best work when I'm on those group coaching calls with my clients. Like I had one yesterday where four of them showed up, which is like the most that I've had in a while. And, um, we just got really deep with each one of them and each one of them had a different problem. And we got, you know, we, I spent a, probably an, up to about, um, anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes with each of them and really diving down and giving them a whole bunch of strategies and ideas and helping them to shift things. So that's where I do my best work is when I'm actually like in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but out, what, once I'm outside of there, I'm like, I'm not even in that, you know, it's like, it's like I go into the state of flow Yeah. and, and I don't even think about it. And then when I have sit down and I have to think about it, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, that is, I think a common problem, but one that you definitely need to master. Um, I feel like if you record the calls and then you watch them, would you be able to like find some structure in there and like write down some things? Probably. I've never re-listened to them. So that's, that's yeah. And I do have them recorded. I have each one of them recorded. So yeah, I, ideally I would love to have a, a virtual assistant that would, that I would just send it off to be like, here, you pull out what you think is important. <laughs> and have them take it over, but I'm not at that point yet. I have to work my way up to that. Right. Budget. Budget. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, and then it'll help you really solidify like and notice trends and patterns in what you're doing. Um, and, and feel like you have some more structure so that you're actually able to, when you sell, explain it better. Like when right. you're on your landing pages and when you talk to people, you're able to communicate what you're doing on a, on a more tangible level. And it can also be emails too. Um, so, I mean, I think what you're talking about sounds really good and the imposter syndrome pain point is huge. So I think that you can say all kinds of things about that on social media. Um, you know, just like identify what that feels like and how it can be such a, like, um, you know, it stops business. It, it actually right. can stop it. Um, and I think there's this book by Liz Gilbert that I love so much 
called Big Magic. Have you read it? I was just in the library looking for it and I didn't see it there. So I have to find another library. But yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about that one. Yeah, I mean, and it's specific to creative people, which which you do work with a lot. It's just basically like, stop taking it all so seriously. And I would try to apply that to yourself too with your social media. It's like, okay, you put it out there and nobody responded and it sucked. Who cares? Focus on something that you enjoy, enjoying it. Like as long as you enjoyed it, like that's kind of all that matters. And, um, you know, like letting go of everything having to be like a perfect and amazing because your audience is, we don't even know what perfect is. Your audience is going to tell you what, what it is. So, um, a lot of people stall starting anything because they want to make it like quote unquote perfect. Um, but like when they launch it, they find out that their audience didn't want any of that anyway. And wants it completely restructured. So I think just like testing things and, and, and accepting that it's just a test, like seeing if this works or if this works and, and, um, trying to just dig deep into what really helped you or what's remember what helped a client or something profound, or when you read something, noting it down and, um, and if you're more of a video person, like it sounds like when you're in the flow, like maybe you could just talk, like do voice to uh, notes, yes, something, and then yeah. take that and make it content, as opposed to sitting and writing from scratch, which can feel really daunting. Like I have a friend who does that, and she it's like infinitely easier for her to write content <laughs> if she just voice to texts. And yeah. actually, it sounds better because. Um, people respond nowadays to marketing that sounds conversational. So when you're talking, it, it, it sounds more like you're, you're going to write like you talk basically. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, it sounds really, really cool. Um, and I think that as far as the target women on female entrepreneurs is a great target. Um, you know, yeah, I, they, I'm still trying to also chunk that down a bit because there's the ones that are at the startup level versus the ones that are already successful. And I've found that the ones that, that are at the startup level are the ones that say, I can't afford it. Yeah. Um, which I, I understand. And so I'm, tr I'm looking at, okay, how do I reach the ones that are already at a level of, okay, they already have some success. But now in order to get to the next level, they have to deal with this mindset stuff and potentially even trauma stuff that happened in their childhood that they don't realize is what's coming up for them. And that's what's holding them back. And so that's, that's where I'm still trying to figure out what exactly, who is the, the exact target and how do I reach them? Yeah. So it sounds like you're probably going to be working with solopreneurs more than somebody that has like employees and stuff. Uh, would you agree with that? Uh, potentially, um, I do with, with employees, um, I do do some things around how to be a leader and how to build those relationships because it's a whole, that when you start getting into relationship dynamics at that point of, well, I have this person working for me and they're not doing their job and they start getting pissed. And so I have to start going into and looking at, okay, well, how are you showing up as a leader? How are you, uh, guiding them? And so there, it does, um, it goes into another level of coaching there that I can do. I haven't so far because I've, I've mainly been working with startup solopreneurs. Um, and the ones that have, I, I've worked with successfully are the ones that are in my three month program. And the ones that are in my three month program usually have some sort of income already, um, a base income, whether it's coming from their husband or something else. 
Um, but the ones that are on their own, they're, they, they just can't afford it. Well, so I was thinking like solopreneurs that have been in business for at least two years could be okay. more of the market. So then they're not just in the startup phase because there are a lot of solopreneurs that have a network of contractors to make things happen as opposed to employees. I mean, that's what I did when I had an agency okay. I to like hire staff and stuff. And I had an income coming in. So, um, and like, if you can, you know, do some research and, and find people that have had clients or something, but I'm guessing that LinkedIn is going to be the best place for you to find these people. It's possible. I don't know. I'm not very familiar with how to use LinkedIn. I know I've heard that it can be very powerful, especially for this target market. Um, I'm just not exactly sure of what I should be doing on there. Yeah. So you're going to, the most, the best thing that you can do is connect with people. So find people that meet this criteria of yours and reach out to connect with them and, you know, send them your free thing and see if they're interested and if they sign up and if they like it. Um, and I mean, I think also like, you know, it would be good also to have something that's a low price point, like $7 or $15 or something. I don't know how much you were thinking to do the masterclass for, but you can do Facebook advertising at that point. And the, um, the money that you're making off of this small item funds the budget so that you're like basically free. that was, that was exactly my, my goal and why I decided, okay, if I can just record a video as a masterclass and sell that for $47, then that would just pay for my ads, which is all that I'm looking to do. So that way I get lead generation and it's paid for. Great. Okay. So you're yeah. already thinking like that. Um, and then the other thing is you, you might be working with start these startup people. Like it's always good when you're talking to somebody, if they don't have the resources right now, or they're not at the place to be able to still offer them something. And when they grow bigger, it leaves a good taste in their mouth and they want to continue working with you. So to be able to offer them something that still helps them. And the way that this, we're talking about the structure that even if they were a startup, if they started with your imposter masterclass and then went to your coaching, they would, I mean, you, you're helping them grow and become more successful, like ideally so that they would get to the point where they would be able to work and afford you. Right. But I still think it's a good idea to probably focus on reaching out. Like if you're going to do any kind of like lead generation, reaching out to people that have been in business for at least two years or something like that. And okay. you can definitely do that on LinkedIn. I don't know if you can do that on Facebook and they just had another, um, like $5 billion fine for privacy issues. So I don't know how they're going to make it even harder for marketers to target people yeah. um, using their data on there. So, um, I would say definitely LinkedIn, but this structure makes total sense to me. And I think it's a great, once you start filling up that pipeline, it will really kind of just, you'll always have people that are, are going to the next level and the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And, th and that was my goal is to really start reaching the people that, like I said, are already have some success that, that we can build off of and that they want to get to that next level, but they don't realize what's holding them back. And I, I know the questions to ask to start pulling that out and to start shifting that, that emotional state. And sometimes, like I said, if there's trauma underneath it to really get down and to, okay, we need to heal whatever happened when you were, you know, six, seven years old, because that's, that uh, was a significant emotional event that is really what's triggering your body and what's then 
uh, fueling your mind to start thinking these things that, that then hold you back and then you don't take the actions that you need to. So, um, yeah, that's ultimately that's, that's my ideal client are those, those people that are really wanting to take it to the next level. So I, I didn't even think about it of, well, you get the startups now and then over the course of the years, as they grow, they grow with you. So that's, that's a really good, um, tip right there because I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're trying to, that's the whole point of this is, is growing them. So it's really powerful that you would be able to like accompany them on that journey. And I mean, also, um, you know, even just what you were saying right now is great video content to put on your social profiles. And I would put it on LinkedIn too. You can say like, you know, a lot of times people are stuck and they don't realize why. And it can be because of something that happened when you were six or seven, or it could be something that's more recent. And, uh, it's just, it doesn't seem to be correlated, but it is. And then give an example of a client that you helped that, and, and the result that they got after you overcame this thing. So it gets people thinking like, oh, well maybe it's because of this other thing that happened and, you know, start some thinking, but you always want to talk about the result that you got for someone, not right. just like the idea in theory. Um, and then also there was something else I was going to say. Um, Posting the videos, I think, is great as content. Like, that was great content right there. Um, maybe I'll think it. Oh, oh, the other good benefit of, of targeting somebody who's been in business for, like, two years, I think if they've been in business a long time, like, those people definitely still struggle with imposter syndrome, but you're more likely to find them uh, battling that when they're still only a couple of years. In right. Okay. Yeah. So I know we didn't talk that much about sales. We did talk about like positioning and your offer and your value letter and growing the relationship with them. Do you feel pretty confident about how you're selling them whenever you are talking to them? Yeah. So usually when I get, when I actually do have a phone call with someone, the very first thing I ask is, you know, where are you at now? What is the challenge and what do you believe is holding you back? And so that way I can start to listen to what's coming up for them and I can start to see where the gap is. And then um, I'll explain a little bit about what's going on there, but I don't go into the details. And then I explain my process of working with them and I give them the options. And then I, I basically just ask them, so do you feel one of these is right for you? I don't do any sort of like hard selling or hard close or anything that's like perfect. that. That's, that's perfect. And do they usually end up working with you? It depends on how qualified they are. And that's, that's, again, it goes back to, I've, ha I've had a lot of unqualified people contact me. Like I've had some women that really, what they should have been contacting a therapist instead of me, yeah. um, because they just, their stuff in their life was not together. Um, losing their job in abusive relationships, things like that. And so right. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what is the right way of qualifying them in the first place. So that way, when we do get to the call, I'm speaking to more people that, are actually able to do this versus the ones that aren't. I think that if you focus on businesses, that will help a lot because they obviously had it together enough to start their own business. Right. Um, and then definitely, I always recommend um, a pre-qual app application. So um, before you get on the call with them, you'll ask them their business, ask them their monthly profit, for example, um, like, is it over 10,000 or whatever it needs to be for them to afford you? Um, and you can ask them like what their goals are. So you can 
you can really get a better idea of whether this person is a good fit for you before you get on the phone with them. Luckily, these things before you get to the call, like you don't need to do that because they're a low price point, everybody can afford them and still get results from them. So it's just when it involves your time, that's when you wanna make sure that you're using your time well. So like Calendly has, um, in the free version, like questions that you can ask but when they book the call. And don't be scared to tell them it's not a good fit because you it's really for their time too. You're respecting both of your time. But when you get on the phone, I mean, it sounds perfect. That's exactly what I recommend in my sales process is understanding their problem, truly understanding it, and then like offering a solution and asking like, does that sound like it would solve your problem? Then let's do it. And then it's like, would, um, at all. would a, a qualifying question on the application, would a good one be something along the lines of, are you ready both emotionally and financially to invest in coaching? Should this be the right fit for you? Um, yeah, I think like, if this is the right fit, are you maybe like put the, if this is the right fit first, mm -hmm. right? Uh, are you able to, yeah, I think that's good. Saying emotionally is a good part of it. Uh, thing to ask. I just, my only concern is that I don't want them to feel like it's too much therapy stuff. Right. Just because people are like, I don't, they're like scared to go through it. It scares people. Um, and like, but when they start, they, they're happy that it's happening. It's just like, it might, but I think that you need to ask that you're right. Like if they don't want to talk about anything personal, like you're not only a business coach, like if they're looking for just straight up business advice, that's, that's not you. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's also a way for me to kind of soften the question of, are you financially able to do this? Because that's, that's been the problem with a number of people that I've spoken with. Yeah. I mean, asking their monthly profit is going to help a lot with that too. And you can ask on there, like how many years have you been, like how many clients do you have or how many years have you been in business or something like that can also give you an idea of where they are. Cause I mean, some people have been in business, but have only had two clients or something. So, right. Like, well, you need, it's not just a mindset or imposter problem. Like you might really need some experience before we get to this part. Um, yeah. so I think those are all the questions. Try to keep it under 10 because if it's over 10, people don't fill out. Yeah. Problems. Yeah. Uh, I think my current, I think my current one, uh, doesn't even ask more than six. It's something like, you know, what do you need help with? What do you believe is holding you back? What have you already tried? And I think that's all I ask. So the thing about that is that's what you're going to ask on the phone call and it's not right. really qualifying them. Like, so you aren't like, Oh, this person is somebody that I should be talking to. You want to ask the questions that are like, what do I wish I knew before I got on the phone? I wish I knew if they were ready to do the work and if they could afford it. And that's like pretty much it. So right. out what questions would give you that information. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to see what happens with your business. It sounds wonderful. I think you've got a great target. I think you've got a great offer and building the relationship. And if you do any kind of audio or video, people are going to be compelled by it. I would post that stuff on LinkedIn too, those videos, because lots of business people on there need to need to hear that their mindset needs to be shifted and, and something you say might totally resonate with them. So yeah, I'm excited to see what you do. I am too. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on.